0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic today, ADHD and productivity, the issues under the issue. Um, With us in our virtual studio today is Kathy Rashidian. Um, Very excited about this particular show. Um, Very excited. This is a really good topic, and i got a great guest for it. Um, Before we get into things, I would like to... Just express our gratefulness for children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. Uh, To celebrate, we would like to give you guys a free copy of Attention Magazine, uh, a digital copy. To get yours, just listen to our show. We will share a secret word a few times through the show. Write it down. Uh, Listen to another show, write down the secret words from that show, and send me an email with both secret words. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and we will get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and a PDF copy of the next edition when it is printed. Um, Again, uh, this is being brought to you by CHAD, Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. We're going to share a little tip, and then we'll get into the content. Join CHAD at the virtual international conference on
2: ADHD from November 4th through 6th. Learn the latest tools, treatments, and strategies for managing ADHD. Share insights and stories with
0: new friends and experts in chatroom breakout sessions. And learn lots of new ideas and action plans that may help you, your partner, or your child
3: to live a healthier, more vital life. Register today at CHAD.org.
0: Uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay. Got a great show for you today, ADHD and Productivity. We're going to talk about the issues under the issues. Uh, With us uh, in our virtual studio is Kathy Rashidian. She's a uh, certified transformation coach supporting entrepreneurs and business professionals who have been uh, diagnosed with ADHD. She works collaboratively with her clients uh, to move past ADHD diagnosis and develop sustainable personalized action plans to help them thrive in the workplace and at home. She's got an extensive 28-year in corporate America and believes that focus is how we choose to see the world and ourselves in it. We'll talk a lot about choice today. Uh, In addition uh, to providing one-on-one coaching, she also offers seminars for business leaders, uh, recognizing the benefits of effective uh, managing employees uh, with adult ADHD. She provides organization leaders with some of the most effective strategies for managing individuals with ADHD. Really, she's. There's a lot more I could say about her, but she's I, really the best thing to do is go to her website, uh, Ready Set uh, Choose dot com, and I'll actually give her a plug. She's got a podcast. Uh, always love when she's been interviewing me. She's she really lets me do a lot of really kind of cool topics, and she's just very knowledgeable. So, anyway, with all that stuff, Kathy, welcome to
3: the show. Thank you, Jess. Thank you for having me again.
0: Uh, uh, love having conversations with you. It's always uh, a learning opportunity. You know, So everybody, our topic today is ADHD and productivity, the issue under the issue, and I think that um, so often we are an appearance-based society, and we look at things, and we're focused and focused and focused on the appearance, and often we're not actually paying attention to what's kind of going on. And it's hard to – it's easy to say this. It's hard to articulate it, but there's a, there's a quote that I heard one time that I think is helpful. The sun does not rotate around the earth. But without the right technology, it looks like it does. And today's show is a little bit about, I think, Kathy and I having conversations about some things that you might not be aware of that has an impact on productivity. Um, uh, that that again, often since it's not maybe something that you're aware of or see can have an impact. So uh, is that a good way of setting this up, Kathy? You think, or you, you got something else you'd like to add?
3: absolutely and i i love this topic on many reasons and we'll we'll get into it is is i i want to i want to debunk it a little bit especially with adhd and productivity and and, and you know that the whole thing you know as as you also get clients where we, they come in it's like i want to be more productive i'm like well i'm not the right coach for you <laughs> but there's a reason for that and we get into that and, and okay. there's there's a mindset to it so let's get into it
0: well, well, there is. So, tell us about your experience in that. Like, when people come to you and they and they say that, talk about your response and kind of where do you go, and we'll we'll and we'll, we'll wing it from there.
3: I think when it comes to productivity, it's really the, the intention behind why even are you trying to be productive. What is going on? What what's happening in your life that productivity is a thing? And by whose standards? What's your definition of productivity? And by by you, I, I don't mean you, the li- the listeners, right?
2: So Mm -hmm. so when a
3: client comes to me with that question of, or that request or concern or the goal of, I want to be more productive and I will take it back to the beginning of COVID. One of one client reached out to me and said, Oh my gosh, I am not working right now. I have all this time on my hand. I want to be more productive, but I just feel like the days are being wasted. And when we went under the hood, the days weren't being wasted. She has four kids. She's also working volunteer work. She's also a mom and a wife and all that stuff. So for me, I was like, well, where do you think you're not productive? So it's sitting back and reflecting on that. It's like there, you're doing a whole lot.
0: (laughs) I love what you're saying. People will come to me and they say, I'm unproductive. Okay, let's walk through your day. Like, you know, you get up, you eat, you know, da, 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 da. and in fact, I'm coaching an individual right now that's a, 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 in the medical field and their practice is full and they're upset because they're, they feel like they got to increase productivity. And I'm asking them questions and I'm going through is like, you know, are what are you wasting 20 hours, 20% of your day? And we're realizing, okay, yeah, maybe I could get you 10 minutes today. Like literally, like you can't get blood out of, you know, out of a rock and what, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's just simple, the awareness of what are you doing right now? And what are you accomplishing, and are those aligned with your goals? So some of that's just a reflection and say, what are you trying to accomplish, as opposed to that emotional reactive, I just got to increase productivity. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Yeah.
0: So, Keep going. Uh, again, I, I got some ideas here, but other, other things and, and stuff when you're working with people, that's the issue under the issue with productivity.
3: So for me, when I look at this definition of productivity is a measure of input and output. When mm-hmm. I see that, uh, and I just read that off of one of my trade manuals, and, and the, the reason I'm, I'm highlighting that is the measure of input versus output. Let's talk about the cognitive energy of someone with ADHD and what have we been doing throughout the day, the day before? What are we doing the day after? All of that, for me, ties into a productive day. Coincidentally, yesterday, I had a day that I got a whole lot off of my task list.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Part of that was a bunch of influence of, I, I run a mastermind, and in this one t- yesterday, we all held each other, each other accountable to make doctor appointments. So I had an accountability, my crew, to say, okay, I got to give we report back in to, to my group and say, we're doing this. So part of that, the motivation came from being accountable to somebody else. So I got a few things done, and it wasn't only one doctor appointment. I made three doctor appointments. Like, you know, once you're in it, then you're in flow. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other times is what were you doing the day before, and how is that going to translate to the next day? What research says that when we're in this state of fight or flight and constantly running – Um, in this, uh, you know, 11th hour, get things done. There's a lot of adrenaline and cortisol that gets produced in our body and it stays in us for 24 hours. So for me, if I've had a day where it's been like intense, the next day, now I know better to say, what are my expectations for the next day? Because I'm still carrying all of that stress hormones with me to the next day. So is it realistic to have a so-called productive day? Or what, what should this day look like with this energy that I'm carrying forward to?
0: Wow. So um, I'm having a flashback. There's a lot of concept in here. So yeah, you, there's a lot of emotion sometimes that you're carrying forward with all, that doing all that stuff one time. There's a guy I coached one time. Oh, my God, did this guy have ambition? He had so much ambition mm-hmm. he focused so hard on outcomes, outcomes, outcomes and productivity that he didn't get anything done. He never actually stopped and slowed down and thought about what he was doing. And that, that emotion and that adrenaline to be productive was the very thing that actually kind of got in his way.
2: makes it. sense.
0: It's yeah, it, absolutely. It, sometimes you've got to stop and you've got to be present and, and, And everybody this is going to be a show we're going to we're kind of being pinging around here because there's there's a lot to this stuff a little bit um but there's something with regard to this person and, and, and myself today that i want to relate and that is um there are some problems let me back up to me there's kind of two kind of thinking methodologies one is i call it methodical solving an algebra problem for x is a methodical um thinking process if you understand the order of operations and you understand math, you can, if you have an algebraic problem in, in solving for X, you can solve that problem in a finite number of steps every single time. It's very, very easy to predict uh, what you're going to do and how long it's going to take. There are other problems that require, by definition, trial and error thinking. And if you think about it, if it requires trial and error, it becomes more difficult to define and to schedule. So doing a Sudoku uh, puzzle or a crossword puzzle might be an example of trial and error thinking. There's also thinking that is kind of trial and error that that there's a little twist to it. I call it trial and error where you need an aha. An aha is the sudden comprehension that takes place when you pay attention to something differently. Um, and, And it's one of those things that just happens sometimes the more you force it, it happens. And I heard, you know, Dr. Um, uh, Ned Howell one time, president said, it's not like you can schedule an aha for t- 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. It really doesn't work really like that. So what does all that mean? As we're doing this interview, it's a Friday. And this morning I woke up because I having to write an article for a, a magazine. And, and I'm not a very good writer, but the 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 article that I'm writing, I started on a topic and I, I had an aha. And i'm writing it and this article i've got probably three hours into it so far it looks like it's an article but what's really 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 happening is i'm learning and i'm making connections and kind of a new way of looking at it in a construct my output is going to be maybe a page worth of words but i'm going to spend probably a day or two of input of my mind to get it there Looking at the output of one page doesn't look like it's month, but but putting that together is a big deal. So I was grateful one time, Kathy, you let me on your podcast, and I talked to you about what mindset was. That was something that Mm -hmm. concocted over a day or two that was finally able to articulate a concept in a way that brought tangibility to it. I have to tell you, it didn't feel very productive at the time. Because it took a lot of looking at this way or that way and, and searching for stuff, but at the end of the day, I got a concept that was there. And so I bring this notion, sometimes productivity is trial and error thinking is where you're just sitting there and you're 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 looking at a page and you write something and you say, that's not it. You try something else, it's not it. And by definition, that's the process. want well, to you know what your thoughts are on on these concepts of thinking and that sometimes it is a process to just – daydream or do trial and error stop.
3: Mm-hmm. I actually call it the, the mad scientist experiment that I do with my clients is, let's see, let's try one thing. Let's try one approach and see if it works. So for me, for example, when people ask me what my routine and structure is, two words that I actually do not like to use in my vocabulary, um, I, mine is, is I, I, I have three different ways of how I go about my weeks. And I toggle between these three systems, if you will, that I've created for myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, But that came from a journey of, okay, what is should I do time blocking this week? Okay, let's try it and see what happens. And then one week is I just go with my energy and the kind of week that has already been preset for me based on interviews, coaching, and so forth. So I flow uh, in between these these three models that I have. But that came from... Trial and error, trial and error. And will I create a fourth one? Probably. And one thing I wanted to get into is also the language we use um, just around this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. And you touched on that and, 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 you know, your clients about being so attached to the outcome. For me, it's, it, I, I, I say ADHD mastery. And when I say mastery, it doesn't mean you become an expert in managing your ADHD. Mastery to me is when you're learning Frequently, you're every day learning something different. You're modifying, you're enhancing. An athlete, and you know this better uh, than I, is they're not attached to that medal when they're in that race. They're in the moment, and mm-hmm. they're just visualizing what's going on, and they're very fully present with what's happening. But then going back to language, there is this language of I have to, and I want to, or I am learning towards something, or I'm growing towards something, or I wonder. Mm -hmm. I wonder what kind of a day it's going to be. So that language really, I I, I feel like the minute I say I wonder, my brain just kind of calms down. You know, it goes, okay, she's not looking to, I don't need to protect her. There's no fight or flight situation happening here. She's, She's curious about something. So that language behind it is also important. So
0: so I want to pull this together because I want to go to break, but but if, if for our listeners out there, that language and, and sometimes that realization of ambition is – sometimes you actually have to remove the emotions of this all and look at the actual facts to realize what's going on. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's, hey, I'm in a learning thing as opposed – well, that's what it is, not just I have to be – and so some of this is a lot of times taking the emotion away from it so we can take a look at what's happening. And i got a real good example of that when we come back. Um when we to go to break, our secret word tonight is debunking, and everybody got to go check out Kathy's uh, website uh, and her podcast. Um, she's a great interviewer. I love going on her podcast. Her website Thank is you. ready 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 set choose.com and we'll be right back after these messages.
1: Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio.
0: Learn how you can change your lives by going to com slash ATR. That's com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by com.
1: And now, back to Attention Talk Radio.
0: Welcome back, everybody. I am so blessed to have Kathy Rashidian with me you have a conversation about ADHD and productivity. People with ADHD are, are just fixated on productivity, productivity. And we're here to talk about the issue under the issues for basically for everybody to stop and think about what they're doing and, and have some realizations. And, you know, before the break, I had this thing that I, I wanted to share, Cindy, when I'm working with my, cl- my clients, I talk about something I call task Darwinism. And the way I describe it is imagine it's like two weeks before Mother's Day. And for whatever reason, you got a, a card, Mother's Day card, in your car, and you've got to go somewhere because you've got some project that you've got to work on, and it's number one on your your to-do list. It's a priority, and you know it's two weeks before Mother's Day, and you're getting the card out it's like number fifty on the list, so. The productivity, like gurus will say, you know, you got you to do that thing, that's, that project, and it just so happens I'm driving in a way that, away from my house that I don't normally go. So imagine I go left all the time, but I'm going right, and I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, there's a post office, Now, and it's open. Now, my thing to do is that number one project that I'm on my way to do, and I find myself turning into the post office because I have the card, but I don't have a stamp. That are there. I know the address, so I turn in, I go get a stamp, I address the card, I drop it in the mail, total elapsed times five minutes. Now, that's number 50, number 50 on my priority list, but the just so happens that the, the, the post office is about 10 minutes down the road. I did the 50th item rather than my first item. Now, let's imagine that I kept driving and I went to do the project. Now, remember, the post office is 10 minutes and going the opposite direction that I never go. Now to get that stamp, I've got to drive 10 minutes when it's open, get the stamp five minutes, and drive back. That's a 25-minute round trip. I saved 20 minutes in that situation by pulling in and getting the stamp in that situation because it was convenient. So was I being unproductive or was I being productive? It really depends on how you look at it. In that situation, hey, I got it out to my mother kind of in advance. But I think a lot of time we we take a look at productivity in absolutes, and we don't realize that sometimes there's variables around. And it's about moving things when you have the opportunity to do those. Kathy, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Mm -hmm. It goes into decision-making, right? Uh And from what my perspective on decision-making is, the more – Choices we have, the more options, it just becomes this this um, this can of worms, and it just kind of the vortex that sucks you in. And so, f- for example, for me, my my way of um, getting ready in the morning is I've really a set limit uh, of of clothing. Where before I used to have a lot of clothing in my closet, and I'd be like in the closet for a while trying to figure out what I want to wear. Now I've changed that. So the less decisions I make throughout the morning, like the top half of my day. That also affects how I show up for the rest of my day, and so it's all about conserving that energy, that 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 juice in our brain of how much, you know, how many points, how many decision points are in there. So I I I I think that's for me that what came out of what you were saying it was around decision making and the impact of that.
0: So it, it, it it is decision making,
3: and it kind of brings to
0: mind I was I was interviewing Dr. Russell Barkley one time. He says think about your your working memories like a GPS. You put in the destination, mm-hmm. the address. That's, that's the goal to get there, and then it routes the plan. That's the plan to get to the goal, right? Well, imagine I got somewhere I got to go. You know, it's 30 minutes to get there. I leave 30 minutes advance, and I jump into the car, and all of a sudden the gas light is on. Oh, I got to take a detour. I got to go to the gas station. And then let's say there's an action. I got to take a detour from there. So life is full of detours, and different decisions, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's a cost-benefit like, hmm, I think I'm going to get the Mother's Day card today because it'll save me 20 minutes. Or it could be like, well, hmm, maybe I won't. I'm going to give up that 20 minutes just because my mind is focused on that project. The point really here is is we're debunking these productivity. Sometimes in your mind you've got to be present and be thinking through what you're doing because productivity goes back to what are you trying to accomplish? Where are the resources and what are you doing in that day? Yeah. Right back to what you had said in the beginning. To, Keep going. Yep, go yeah, ahead.
3: And I want to go back to what you were talking about emotions. Um, how do we – so to, you said, you know, to just detach from the emotion. One way for me is, is – and, and this, this goes back to cognitive behavior therapy, not that I'm a therapist, but I love this, this formula of your thoughts to create your emotions and your emotions create your behavior. Um, so how do we kind of manipulate or change the emotion – and there's this thing I want to, if I may, just quickly read yeah. to you. I, I posted this in my Instagram a while ago. Is how you feel about time dictates your next action. So this is about feeling of about time. So one perspective of looking at time or thinking about time would be time is something that I continually fight against. There's a lot of emotion in that, right? There's a lot of intensity, which In that level of thinking and emotion, you're shut down. There's no productivity going on because you're fighting against time. The second perspective could be, I can and will develop effective strategies to manage time. Again, I'm being very prescriptive, but the emotion and thought about that is that you're in control. You can do whatever Mm -hmm. you want. You You can develop a strategy. The third option or perspective would be, I can relax and do nothing. Or I can create or do something exciting. It's completely my choice. Time is a gift. That one is like way up there, right? It's, it's very gross mindset. It's very mm-hmm. like, chill. But at that level, what would it be like? Just, and, and for our listeners, imagine some days you tap into that third perspective and look at your day. And honestly, goodness, some days I do that. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. I'll decide what I want to do. Or I may do nothing, or I may do one thing or three things. But just letting go and easing into it, 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 that's where you can kind of manipulate your emotions,
2: if you will.
0: You're saying this, and you know, a lot of what we're talking about, Kathy, is pausing and having some self-awareness and thinking about what's going on, just not emotionally. and And it's funny because i'm i'm imagining I'm a listener to this show who came to productivity and who's like i got to get product, product and i'm I'm feeling this level of anxiety <laughs> from whoever you are out there listening to this like, but, well, this is not what I want to listen to and and you're in this emotional state and what kathy's saying is and I think I'm saying is if you want to be productive, sometimes you've got to pause and relax and be present. That emotional feeling you're right now is just kind of counterintuitive is that one of the things that's that, that's a challenge for you. Sometimes it's pausing and realizing you got to stop what you're doing and, 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 and revamp a system or look at your behavior to do that. And a lot of times people with ADHD, they are so want to be productive now, they're not actually stopping and giving any thought to what they're trying to accomplish or where they're trying to go. So um, need to go to another break real quick. Um, Let's do that. We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation. Our secret word today is debunking. Again, debunking. And again, everybody, big fan of Kathy's, uh, go to her website, readysetchoose.com. Go check it out. Go listen to her podcast. With that, we'll be right back after these messages.
1: You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio.
0: Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few
1: tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com A-D-D-C-A slash ATR. That's
0: addca.com slash ATR.
1: Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your Discovery Session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio.
0: Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Kathy Rashidian talking about the issues under the issues with regard to productivity. One of the things I think uh, is bubbling up is two things. One, we remove emotions, and you got to stop and think. And lots of decisions, lots of uh, opportunities, lots of cost-benefit analysis that sometimes needs to be taken into consideration that we often discount. Um, Continuing forward. Kathy, other thoughts or other issues that you see? Under I actually issues want to your-
3: ask you, yeah, I want to talk, ask you, I want to pull this out of you in this for this episode, is about, you know, the, the productivity thing. Sometimes we, we're not getting into activation, as I call it, um, because we don't even know where to start. And you have a few things on, you know, you talk about working memory and all of that stuff. Do you want to inject some of that, you know, the, the memory stuff that actually can, sure. I think, Working memory and productivity kind of go hand in hand.
0: Sure, sure. Well, first of all, this this little article that I'm writing. One of my big aha's that it was is you know. Hey, Kathy, have you ever seen the relationship between uncertainty and avoidance?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell uh, me more.
0: Okay, so Kathy, you have heard me say before that I say eighty percent of of ambiguity i mean uh, procrastination is rooted in ambiguity i'm saying the same thing
2: exactly but i
0: i came back yeah. with a different way of word is are you noticing the relationship between uncertainty and avoidance and and a lot of times people aren't getting started with anything because they're like i got to do this they haven't actually acknowledged they're not sure what to do they're not really sure where to go how long it's going to take etc that's related to some activation there. It's, it's, it's kind of complicated, but to step back and realize that that has a lot to do with productivity. You're not doing it because you don't really want to know. The trick really here is to say, hmm, I guess I don't know. What do I do to go find that out? The other piece of it that I, I'm, I'm grateful you brought this up is I talk about – think of your brain as like a computer, like an older computer. When you push the power button, it's got to uh, boot up. That's where you're taking the the operating system, which is software, out of the hard drive and it loads it into the random access memory and bringing up all the tools and ready for you to do work on your computer. When you sit down and you're doing something that requires executive functioning, you've got to basically boot your mind up, load all the thoughts and the ideas related to that topic into your mind before you can start to manipulate it, particularly if it goes back to that trial and error process. When you're in that state, this is very effortful to get your mind into it, and just like a computer, if somebody were to pull the plug on your computer, your screen would go back blank, and you would have to boot up again. If you're working on a project and you're interrupted or you're having to stop and start and stop and start and stop and start, it's like your computer keeps getting unplugged. And when you're in that trial and error process or thinking through a problem and you've got to start over again, you lose track of what you had done before. So sometimes productivity is is stopping and scheduling the time for you to be with something for a period of time. In fact, those that know me know I don't coach on Friday. Friday is my day. It's my creative day. It's where I do interviews like this. I do videos or I do writing where I have uninterrupted time. Because I'm managing that side, which goes back to really our cognitive functions or our executive functions, And a lot of times those restraints are important to take into consideration. So I'm going to throw it back at you, Kathy. Is that there is anything you'd like to that's add to it. That? that or anything? Was a,
3: <laughs> no, that, that, that's the gold one. That's, that's the one that I quote you often with my clients. I'm like, there is a boot-up period, and here's what's happening, and this is what my friend Jeff says. And that creates a lot of light bulb. And I think Jeff, what you just explained there cannot be said enough. I think like we it should be a signature episode all the time. Okay. But so- it, it is exactly that: is the booting up time and allowing our body, our brain, to just kind of get into gear, as opposed to yep. this hustle of wake up, go, do this, do this. And if you're a parent, if you are, you know, working in a fast paced environment we end up getting so caught up in all of these, like the external factors that push us yes. into, uh booting it up even faster. And on yes. the end, that's where mindfulness comes in, right? Is to say, you know what? No, I do need the 10 minutes extra time. And okay. believe me, that happens with me and my child. If I sleep in, then I'm rushing her. She's four and a half. She freaks out. I freak out. But if I wake up a little bit earlier, even 10 minutes earlier, both of us have a different energy. Yep. And that's yep. just, you carry that energy throughout the day, right? Absolutely. And, it's, and, and it goes back to the whole thing about, Jeff, about it's not about freaking structure. It's not about scheduling. It's, it's about really assessing everything. How am I showing up for my day? Mm-hmm. What's happening here? And really Being tapping present. into that. Exactly. And again, it goes back to, you know, people say, I have a hard time meditating. I have a hard time this and that and mindfulness. I'm like, you know what? It just takes one little step at a time. Yep. And it's to just be one task at a time. I had a client sure. message me and he said, um, do you check your calendar every five minutes and you, you still don't know what meetings are coming up? I said, yeah, that's because are we checking it in between tasks? And because he couldn't remember it. He's like, why am I checking my calendar a thousand times a day? And I said, what if you... Sh- Shifted it from just checking in when you actually that's the only task you're doing, checking your calendar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Whoa, that makes a difference. I can see it's the interlinking of these multitasking that we do, yep. and we wonder why we're all over the place.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, everybody, I'm gonna forgive me on this one. Kathy brought this thing up. I don't think I've talked to her about this before, but I would like to show one other thing that is an issue with productivity, and that is the illusion of convenience. Let me explain Ooh, this to you. Good one. This actually came out. I was coaching a CEO that actually re- realized that they were very verbal. They, they talked out loud a lot, and that booting up process was difficult for them. Of course, they're the CEO, so COVID hits. And all of a sudden, one day, I, I'm asked to coach them on their emails, and I said, well, tell me what, – what do you mean emails? Let's, let's what Read me some email. I need to know the nature of the emails. And as I listened to it, I said, you know, you're having a conversation through email. Let's think about that. You're the CEO. You're dealing with exceptionally complex concepts. And so here's how this works, everybody. Let's say it's evening, and there's something coming up, and it's, it's complicated. You've got to collaborate with somebody. So it's convenient for you to – listen, they're not in their office. I can't talk to them. So you write out an email, and you send it to that person. Okay, it, was, it took you a while to get your head around it, get your thoughts together, you send it to the person, and then that person takes a look at it, and they respond. So you get an email the next day. Well, you had forgotten what the concept was before, so now you've got to reboot your mind on where you were with what you wrote. Then you've got to process they, what they're adding. Then you've got to figure out what you're going to add to that, and then you send it. And then they do the same thing, and it comes back the next day. My point on this, Kathy, is, is if you think about it, right? It was really convenient to send that email in the evening because it was productive, right? But mm-hmm. what probably should have happened in a meeting, because when you sit down having a meeting with somebody is far more efficient. Because number one, you don't have to boot up and boot down. Number two, you get a a, a lot of nonverbal communication. While you're talking, like it's when you're explaining something, somebody in their eyes kind of looks like they don't understand you. And that second you're getting told, I don't understand this, and you might make some adjustments. That doesn't happen by email. And so the issue really is it doesn't feel productive to put off and say I need to have a meeting with this person and have that conversation and get to the end. What happens is that conversation spans like a week, and you lose a lot of time booting up. Booting down between those topics, it sounds like it's um, productive, but often I find convenience is actually less productive. Now, in the concept (laughs) of working memory and booting up, I mean, does that resonate for you? Can you see how that is actually? Yeah, absolutely. It seems seems like it's the right thing to do, but it's actually the wrong thing to do.
3: Yep, yep, makes so much sense. And it's some of those uh, habits that we have, uh, has been ingrained in us, and, you know, we wonder what, what's wrong. And it's like, well, you've been going on autopilot for a while and you've done it this way. What if there was two other ways of doing it?
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
3: the beauty of really g- going and uncovering, wow, I am actually productive in some ways. I do have systems in place, which a lot of my clients do. And then it's to see, okay, how do we modify some of it to, to match up to where you are now in life? It's, it's really to take yeah. that autopilot off and go into manual mode and really become present. And and for me, Jeff, one, one thing before we wrap up is to say, as we say all of this stuff, uh, it's really about self-awareness. And, and we talked about that. Yep. And as you're listening to this is to now go and look at your week, look at your day and become aware. You don't have to change anything. Just becoming aware of, oh, there's that emotion of intensity of have to and want to. Oh, here's the decision-making part that's coming up and see what surfaces up. Sometimes yep. just paying attention to that is the most beautiful thing. And please, for the love of throw away this need for, I need the next productivity hack. You've got it in you. It's just a matter of paying attention to it.
0: I, I, I want to I say exactly what you said a second ago with a different language, and, you know, Kathy, Please. people come to me with AD. I'm disorganized. I'm disorganized. No, you are organized. No, I'm disorganized. I'll fight with people. And I'm like, I'll prove it to you. My son is an industrial engineer. And what I learned from him is when he, he designs processes, right? When he goes in and organizes, first thing you got to do is you got to map out the current system. And you have to take a look at that system. That system design, there's reasons for that. And if, when I'm coaching people with ADHD, you have a system, and there's cognitive reasons. You're. I can prove it to you. I'm confident. I can prove it to you every time. Then what I always do is we just tweak the existing system. We're not going to redo the entire thing. So you're talking about mm-hmm. you know, looking at what they are productive, and you just modify it. I'm saying the same kind of thing that you are in a different way but with the industrial engineer background but the bottom line what i love about this show is that you got to stop you got to take the emotions out you got to look at what you're doing just self awareness you got to think about it and productivity is not just always hey how many how many pages did i produce a day sometimes there's thinking time it's complex be careful how you judge it judge it with intention take control of it don't let it control you anything to add
3: uh, last thing I would say is is that intention is it fear based or is it purpose based? And by that I mean the fear uh, based of I need to be doing this and oh I got to get this done and Joe and Jenny are doing it better than me. And when we go in with that intention, that's fear based. That that's a whole it lot is. of key hormones producing. And where you go with purpose based is. It's another day. It's another walk in the park, and it is what it is. That to do list, people, we all know it never freaking ends. It is what it is. It's <laughs> going to keep and it's going to keep growing. And as ADHDers, I like to say that we knock out more off of our to do list than others. So just recognize that, and 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 I, I'm sure Jeff, you'd uh, agree with this: is we do get a lot more done than than the other typical people. So yeah, you're you're so well on your yeah. way.
0: One last thing is, you always have to remember, you can only put 50 pounds of crap in a 50-pound bag. All too often, I see somebody taking 150 pounds and trying to stick it into that bag, and it's just not going to work. So anyway, with that, Kathy, thank you so much for coming on the show. So
3: much fun. Thank you.
0: Everybody, check out our website, readysetshoes.com. Again, com. Check out our website. Check out our podcast. Our secret word tonight is debunking. Hope you've enjoyed it. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.